0: You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message.
1: We got something special for you guys today. So we've been in a series called The Five Fundamentals of Greatness. And uh, they all start with the letter G, just so you can remember and gratitude is most definitely one of them. And when we think of gratitude, um, I, uh, I thought to invite a few people from our church to come and share a thought in their lives. These are people that have gone through awesome things in the past year or so. Um, in, in the midst of difficulty, God has shown in their lives. And, and they're going to share from their heart. And, and going to share with you the first person. You know her. She uh, has been a part of this church. She went away for a little bit to go to school. And now she's back. Catherine, Catherine Obregón uh, It's coming up. Yeah, would you welcome her, Catherine? Come on over. Come share your thought with the church. Yeah, she's awesome. There you go. Thank
0: you. Hi, guys. How are you? Good morning. I'm happy. I'm here on Gratitude Sunday. Let me uh, pull up my notes really quick. Um, okay. So if you guys haven't met me, I'm Catherine, like Judy said. Uh, I've been a part of Connect Community actually since the day right before Connect Community officially launched. Um, so that's really special. Um, something that I do love is Gratitude Sunday, Sunday that we do. I think it's so important for us to come together and remind ourselves, because we're so forgetful, about how important gratitude is. Um, And since I'm here on this day, I wanna take the chance, and I'm happy to get the chance to say thank you to JD and Alini, um, specifically guys for, like the song said, um, being a living sacrifice. Um, You guys, day in and day out, choose to stay here in Stanford, Connecticut, um, in a town where like, you guys moved by yourselves (laughs) in a time that was crazy. Um, And you guys could be living in Texas a lot more comfortably um, and luxuriously because it's cheaper there. (laughs) Um, And you guys have a lot of dear friends um, and very important relationships over there that you don't have here. But you choose to stay here with us because we need to be reminded of the goodness of God and we need to be reminded of his truth. Um, Texas needs it too, but here it's a lot harder and it's not as common and you guys choose to stay here. So Thank you so much for being a living sacrifice. Can you guys give them a hand <laughs> to our pastors? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, so um, something, a fun fact about me uh, this year that JD already mentioned, good. Um, I got married earlier this year on June 19th. Uh, I got married to my husband, Fabrizio overgon He's on the camera. <laughs> He's handsome, he's wonderful, he's very patient, very selfless. (laughs) Um, I love him, you guys should get to know him. Um, And, sorry, I'm going over. uh, Oh, okay, so, but before we got married, um, we sat down and we talked a little bit about what we want our family to look like and what values we want our family to carry out. And one of those values that we talked about was gratitude. There was a list um, of a few things. Some of those things on that list are easier for me to actually live out. It's more natural. Um, but gratitude is one of those things that I have to be mindful of and I have to be intentional uh, with and I have to practice. Um, because it's very easy for me to be forgetful and forget about the goodness of God. Um, but uh, so God has been teaching me throughout um, the years, since 2016, about gratitude, actually. And um, he showed me two things. He showed me two things. Um, one of the things is that gratitude is actually what conquers. Um, it has the power to conquer anxiety and depression. Um, and that's what really got got me through um, a hard time in my life. But um, Gratitude has the power to change your perspective. Um, it reminds you of the goodness of God. Uh, we are forgetful, um, and um, I don't have the time to share right now. But I have like my birth story. It can I can look at it from a negative view. My mom actually passed away the day that I was born. Um, but so I can sometimes think of why did this happen. But God always shifts me back to Catherine. Rem- you were, your mom passed away, but I put you into a family right away. Um, if you look um, to any dark situation into your life, there's, there's always something, um, there's always God's hand at work behind it. Um, so gratitude has the power to conquer anxiety and depression. But the other thing God has uh, shown me is that gratitude is actually the glue between where you are now and where you hope to be. Um, and this year, specifically, God has been uh, talking to me about hope, (laughs) and um, a few weeks ago, I was talking to my husband because I was very frustrated with this idea of hope. Hope is where we long to be, right? A desire in our hearts. Um, I was very frustrated, and I asked him, do you even think hope is a good thing? (laughs) And so the first idea of hope that I went to was Hebrews 11.1, and Uh, that talks about, it says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about about what we do not see. And I was like, hope does not feel good, and it's because it's waiting. Um, It's an anticipation of something good, but anticipation is waiting. Um, And God reminded me that in the middle of that, waiting, what gets you going, is gratitude, um, is what you have right in front of you. Um, a lot of life is waiting. Uh, My husband and I were waiting for a long time to get married. We started dating in, uh, we met in 2014, but we started dating in 2017. And we finally got married this year. (laughs) We're very young, but it was a long time for me. Um, (laughs) um, But even with that huge hope fulfilled, that huge desire fulfilled, now there's new waiting this same year. Um, there's expectations that were not met. For example, my cousin Adriana just moved to Mexico yesterday. She actually also got married this year. But in my mind, we were going to do marriage together. Um, and, but she moved. And now I'm waiting for and hoping for a time where she comes back. Um, and so I can tend to grow bitter a little bit with the smaller details. But I have to remember um, the amazing thing that was done this year like getting married to my husband. So, those are my two points on gratitude. <laughs> gratitude defeats anxiety and depression, and gratitude is the glue between where you are now and where you hope to be. So.
1: <laughs> what an incredible lesson. That's great. I hope you're taking notes. We gave you a notebook for later, but you can you can write on it now. That's that's great. So, and we're all a little bitter about Adriana. We all have to work that through that. Uh, The next person who's going to share, you know him. He's been here from the beginning as well. And uh, he's always pumped. Ready to get you excited. Mr. Dan DePaula. Come on over, sir. Yes. Can you breathe?
2: You can learn today. Uh, For those of you young folk who just sort of walked into this um, Thanksgiving Sunday was pretty much open mic night or day, whichever church you went to. And as you you know, pastor would set up a mic and then he would say, if you have anything to be grateful for, come on over. And one of the fun things about it was there was a little song at the end of that song. You better move your way up there and say something thankful for. But as I was sitting, I, I, I was reminded of the song. There's an old song by Don Moen. And it says, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he has given Jesus Christ his son. And then he goes on to say, and now let the rich, or well, let the poor say I'm rich, and let the weak say that I am strong. And as I was sort of being reminded once again about that song, it really brought me back to 1 Samuel seven twelve, 12. Having been given the victory by God. He is then brought to a place. He calls all the people. And then he says, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And that pretty much has been the story of my childhood. Every time I would approach my mom, mom, how's it going? How's it been? No matter how bad or how good it could have been, the answer was always the same. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And what I have to tell you about gratitude today is that having survived this pandemic, the words are never truer than now. That thus far, the Lord has helped us. My marriage has survived thus far, the Lord has helped us. My kids are healthier than ever thus far, the Lord has provided. Funny, fun fact, I am breathing today. Now, some of you don't know that, but I do have seasonal asthma. It only triggers on winter. Hey, Dan, let's do a job on Saturday. Let's demo the place. As we're doing the whole demo, I forgot to put a mask on. Suddenly, I remember right around hour three, I am grasping for air. And suddenly now, I am thankful for air. So thus far, the Lord has helped us. And it seems sometimes that we have a difficulty to be thankful for simple things until they're not there. We are grateful. We are ungrateful until you lose your peace of mind. And then when you finally get it, when you achieve it, thus far, the Lord has helped us. As we were talking, I think I was talking to David Anthor at the lobby, which is the same conversation I was having with Jackie at the di- dining table. We were talking about holidays and the pressures about holidays. As it comes in, spending time with family and sort of running around and forgetting the actual essence of the holiday. And when we were talking, we specifically talked about, hey, I am beginning to love Thanksgiving more than Christmas. Blasphemy all the way around. That's how I felt. <laughs> However, as we were talking, we really begun to understand that sometimes we're so pressured on Christmas about gift giving, who's coming over, who we're going to spend time with, that we forget the actual essence of it. When in Thanksgiving, we simply have to sit, share a meal, and talk about the things you were grateful for. As we were sitting at the dining table just a couple days ago with my mother-in-law, we'd begun to sort of, hey, I I spent two days in my pajamas. There was no gift shopping. All we did was sit, as the kids recorded their videos about. I wish I I would have edited and explained it to you guys. Some of the things that they're grateful for are so simple. Dad, I'm grateful for my friends. What's their names? I don't know, I'm just grateful for them. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. What are you grateful for? Dad, I'm just grateful for my toys. And how we have lost that essence in our hearts. And we are actually coming in to thanksgiving totally ungrateful. These words have marked my life. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. What I wanted to sort of bring up to you today was, what has the Lord done for you that you have forgotten? One of the conversations I was having with my father-in-law was that I am now living what I prayed for years ago. And then i began begun to think about where we are. Um, we owned a few investment properties. And when the pandemic came, our first thought was our temporary rentals are going to totally fail. We ended up having double the amount of people coming over for totally different reasons. Thus far, the Lord helped us. Hey, Dan. If we're going to shut down, I'm also a contractor. We're doing a job over in New Jersey. And we're thinking, oh, my gosh, it's shut down. I'm saying, God, how am I going to provide for my family? We were home. I was home for maybe a day and a half. The phone rung. I haven't been home for two days straight for over 18 months. Thus far... The Lord has helped us. And in a conversation that we were having, we specifically talked just about that. The fears that we have that sometimes will stop us from going forward. And then if you just continue to live through, remain faithful and push through, you then realize those same fears were not, they were just really meant to stop you and to keep you bound. But if you push through, you will then able to experience gratitude. Because you look back and you say, oh, that thing, it never held me back. And what I can literally say to you this morning, and I'll close with this, is that as we're working through this process of pandemic, and we're sitting at the dining table, I said, Jackie, um, you have been home for over 18 months. You used to have a job in Upper East Side as an accountant. You came home, a job where you were overspent, working nights because you had to also work from home. You barely saw the kids. And where we are today, and this is not about the financial part of it, and which is something that we were also talking about, and there's a lot of things that we talk about, I huh? know, but which really brought us back to, we are learning how to live in the favor of God, that in spite of whatever you're going through, the favor of God can carry you through. However, the positioning of your heart, in a shameless plug, uh, men's group, you uh, guys supposed to, say, Ugh. and then as you are going through our men's group. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the backup, Kev. Um, We're reading a book called Enemies of the Heart. And the question that is throughout the entire book, he asks, and he continues to pound that all over and over, is how is your heart? And I ask you this morning, how is your heart? As you have gone past Thanksgiving, walking into your Christmas, how is your heart this morning? Have you been checking on it? As you look back, can you see... The prayers that have been answered. The things that God has kept you from in order to push you forward. Gratitude being something that can push you through depression. And that can help you go to the place where God has intended for you to be. The question that I want to leave with you tonight, this morning, is just that. How is your heart? Have you been able to look back and thank God for the things that he has done in your life? Thus far, the Lord has helped you and brought you to this point. But what we have to keep in mind is where is our hearts in terms of gratitude and how are we presenting ourselves back to him. Give thanks. For he has given Jesus Christ his son. Amen? God bless you.
1: Amen. Thank you, Dan. That's perfect. That was great. I'm going to share a thought with you, not for too long. I just want to bookend what they have spoken. And uh, I didn't really know what they were going to speak about because I trust these guys. They've been with us for so long. Uh, but it goes exactly in line with what we want to present to you today. Um, there's, a, there's a psalm in uh, the scriptures, Psalm 100. Um, if you have a Bible, you can go there. We don't have it for the screens, but I'm going to read it to you. It's a really short psalm, about five verses. And in this psalm, uh, the psalmist is just calling us to gratitude. And this is what he says. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is good. It is He who made us and we are His. Remember, Catherine touched on this. You know, you got to remember. Gratitude, uh, lack of gratitude causes us to forget. So he's calling us to remember. Know that the Lord is good. He who made us and uh, we are his. We are his people and we are sheep, the sheep of his pasture. Number four, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generation. In summary, this call gives us an explanation. It gives us the the, the essence and the context. Dan talked about the essence of gratitude. Now, if you were to define gratitude, how would you define what is gratitude itself? We all have an idea of what gratitude is, right? But how would you define gratitude? Is it just to say thank you? Is it simply to, you know, have a feeling of pleasantness towards something that has happened to you. I feel like gratitude, it pulls from several things, right? You you need need to be humble to be grateful. Because if you're not humble, you feel entitled, and then you're not grateful. Uh, But gratitude, in essence, is to remember. To be grateful is to remember. Catherine touched on this. To be grateful is to have the ability to sort through your memory and go back on your memory log and cling to the good memories, cling to the good things, cling to the blessing, cling to the things that God has done for you, and then understand that He has blessed you. Now, we've all had bad things happen to us. We've all had disappointments. We've all had regrets, and, and we have bad choices in our past that we remember those. Like, 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 like when you stub your toe, and there's a scab, and every time you touch it, you remember Our soul can get hurt in just the same way. Where somebody says a word, you get into an altercation. Or maybe just sitting at home, the memory will come and you will remember that bad thing that happened. We've all had bad things happen. We've all had regrets. We've also had challenges. We've had resistance. We've had failures. Now some of those things are worth remembering simply because they ultimately produce good. Right? Other things are worth remembering because you don't want to repeat them. You don't want to go back to that situation. But here's the, here's the reality is that each one of us, we can remember and complain. We can remember and be grumpy. We can remember and decide to forget it and say, I, I don't want to think about this anymore. I'm moving on. But this is what you can't forget. You can't forget that to be grateful requires to remember. You have to, to be grateful. It is necessary to remember. Now, it could be that the memory might not be entirely positive. Maybe you're upset at a family member. But if you're upset at a family member, can you remember the time when they did good to you? When they sacrificed? When they they were there for you. That will bring gratitude to your heart. Maybe you're upset at your job. Maybe things are not going so good. And it's difficult to be grateful. You can say, J.D., I I can't be grateful. If you knew where I was in, well, do you remember when you didn't have a job and you were praying for that very job? When you were desperate. Now you felt accustomed to it. But if you remember then gratitude will change your perspective, as our friends have shared. See, gratitude clings to to the blessing. And it gives you a different way to see things. And it's funny that you said it's the glue, because I have on my notes here, it connects the dots. Right? Maybe the unfair thing that happened to you It's the thing that connected to your purpose. Maybe getting fired led you to a better career. Maybe the breakup that was so painful actually caused you to meet the love of your life. The person that would ultimately um, be your counterpart. Maybe you got COVID, but you recovered. Maybe you lost a loved one. But it caused family members to reunite. It caused you to value life differently. See, gratitude doesn't ignore the hardship. Gratitude is not to put a a sugar blanket over everything that that has happened. Gratitude is not cherry-picking either. Gratitude recognizes that even though you've gone through difficulties, you overcame even though you face faced difficulties, you are now on the other side. See, gratitude is not about praise, praising failure. Gratitude focuses on the fact that you are stronger now. And the grateful person always takes inventory. The grateful person always stops to say, OK, let me look at my life. Let me, let me look at where I've progressed. Let me look at the things that I need to fix. And as you look at that, uh, you allow gratitude to enter your heart. And that's what this is about today. Uh, we want to we teach you and, and take you, help you through this process. And I want to I actually encourage you with a, a, a I don't want to call it a challenge because I don't think this is challenging at all. I just want to help you develop gratitude. We have given every single one of you a notebook, right? Everybody has a notebook? Awesome. A notebook and a pen. These are yours to keep. And this is what we want you to do with this, okay? We want you to begin a gratitude journal. Now, I know some of you are like, I don't journal, JD. I just don't do that. I don't even know how to write with pen anymore. All, all I write with my thumbs. <laughs> Forget the thumbs, okay? Don't do this on your phone. Do this on pen and paper. Uh, and if you, if you have difficulty writing, there are some YouTube videos that can teach you again. <laughs> you can do this, all right? There's no autocorrect, but you understand your own spelling. (laughs) Here's what I want to invite you to do, okay? From now, from today, until the end of the year, from today until the end of the year, I want to ask you and encourage you, I can't make you do it, but this will help you, okay? To put this notebook on 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 your nightstand, right next to your bed, all right? And every night, before you go to sleep, I want to encourage you to fill out an entry and in this entry one for each day you're going to write three things three things stay at three okay one is too little five is too many I know you overachievers I'm gonna do (laughs) ten I'm gonna write ten things because I'm gonna be better than everybody no don't 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 do that okay stick with three pick just three because then you do 10 on the first day. The second day, you're like, I don't have anything else to write. <laughs> Stick with three, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to write three things that you are grateful for. It might be something that happened to you that day. It might be something that you experienced that day. Or it might be something that will come to your memory and that you're, you're remembering and you go like, wow, I am grateful for that. Like I was talking to, to my wife. I, I, I was thinking about the fact that if in February 2003, a little while ago, if in February 2003 we had just been married for a year, I I woke up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. in Brazil. It was hot because February is summer down there. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I felt in my spirit, i got to go pray. And if I had just brushed that off and not listened to it, we probably would have been, wouldn't, wouldn't have made the move to, to come to the States and we wouldn't, probably wouldn't be here today. Because it was out of the obedience of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and going, okay, i got to go pray. I went to my living room, put my face to the ground, my knees to the floor. And said, God, it just started putting my heart before God and said, God, I'm here. You know, what, what do you have for us? And then God led us to do a fast and pray for the next season of our lives. And it was in that moment when I was on my knees praying that the word Houston came to my heart. And we ended up moving to Houston just a few short months later. Little nudges that God will give you that you can remember and go like, man, if I hadn't made that phone call, if I hadn't talked to that person... I probably wouldn't have been here today. God is going to put things in your heart and in your memory. And you just jot it down. Don't have to write a whole essay. Right? I know some of you are like, It began in 1955. When my grandfather met my grandmother at a saloon. <laughs> Did they have saloons in 55? That's like a 1980s. Or are they now the 18, 1890s. I flipped the numbers. Um... So it's something simple, right? In fact, let's do that right now. If you have your journal, we're going to do that right now. I'm going to take you through it. Uh, I'm going to write three things that I'm grateful for right now, okay? So you open the journal. You put the date right up there. There's a beautiful date thing. Uh, Don't worry about the memo number line. If you want to just draw hearts there, you can. Uh, Today is November 28th, uh, 2021. Can you believe we're like 30 days away from New Year's? Wow. Yeah, exactly. So number one, I'm grateful for my family. Some of these you're going to go back and you, you might repeat them, okay? Because you, you're going to be grateful. You might, you might have the same entry ten times by the end of this year. And that, there's a point to that. Don't just try to write new things, okay? If, if the same thing comes to your heart, just write it down. And I'll explain why. Okay, number two, I'm grateful for worship. Just the opportunity to come together. Number three, I'm grateful for community. I'm just writing things that I'm feeling right now because this is what we are experiencing right now, right? Family, spent the day with family. Our family from Texas flew up. It was awesome to see the cousins together. So that's where my heart is. Worship, I, I, I honestly, guys, I, I spent a year without singing and I didn't even realize that I hadn't sung for a year. And I tried to lead worship and at Stanford High School, my voice was shot. I couldn't get through two songs. So I was a little nervous about today. Uh, so I'm grateful for worship, right? The opportunity to come together and sing to God. And I'm grateful for community. Like the months that we spent apart were not good. I didn't like that. It wasn't good. So I'm glad that we're able to get together, come together uh, in this place. For those of you watching online, as soon as you're ready, we're here. Uh, come on in. So once you enter the three things, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to meditate on it for a little bit. It doesn't have to take long. You just look at those three things and you think about what do, they, what those, thing, what do those things lead you to want to do? What is the action point that comes to your heart once you put those three things down, right? You read through them, family, worship, community. What do you want to do? I'll put here, I want to become a better communicator. So this is the action. I want to get better. Okay? And that's just what came to my heart right now. It might be that for you, you know, you want to take, you want to take more time. Uh, for family. Maybe, maybe you took your kid to the park, or you, you called an uncle, or maybe, you know, you said something positive to somebody at work, and, and in your mind, you're like, I'm grateful about that. I want to I do that more, right? I want to make time for certain things. I want to take that class. Like, you just write that down at the bottom, and that's it. You're done for the night. This should take you five minutes. Maybe if you're into it, you know, take as long as you want, But it's a simple thing. And this is why I want you to do this until the the end of the year. Now, let me just release you from the pressures of, Oh my gosh, I have a job now that I have to do every day. If I fail, I'm going to be excommunicated from the church. (laughs) That will never happen, okay? It's a joke. That's why you see people laughing. We don't do that here. But I will check your journal every week. I want you to bring it so I can read through your secrets. Um, No, this is this is yours to keep. You stay, keep it at at, at, in in your nightstand because this is what we're gonna do. On January 2nd, all right, it's gonna be our first service of the year. Dan has already told us he's not gonna be with us. We're gonna Facetime him, all right. Now January 2nd, (laughs) I don't know why I said that. January 2nd will be our first service of the year. I'm going to remind you on that service to go back on your notebook. And you might want to do that on, the, on December 31st. But I'm going to remind you on January, 20, uh, on January 2nd to go back to your notebook. And you should have at least 20 entries, okay? Let me release you. You're going to forget. You might see your notebook there and wonder, what is that thing for? you're going to open up and you're going to see oh there's an entry that what I wrote at the church. I know what this is for. You might forget a day or two. You know what you do? You didn't blow it. Okay? You didn't you didn't you didn't ruin it. Just pick it up the next day and do it again. Okay? So you might have 20 entries, 25 entries. If you really if you really like it, then you'll have over 30 30 entries, okay? And then on on the beginning of the year, I want you to go back and review every single one of them and this is what you will realize what exactly what 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 Catherine said gratitude is the glue between now and tomorrow that's your second point ma'am I feel like you will hear from the Lord because we're preaching the same message this was a joke of course she hears from the Lord you can laugh it's okay <laughs> You're going you're gonna to go back to your, to your journal, and you're going to read the entries again. And this is you're gonna, what you're going to realize. Whatever resolution you make, whatever decision you make for the new year, whatever thing you want to practice for the new year, it's probably going to be already entered there. Because gratitude sets direction. When you're grateful about something, it reaffirms what your life is supposed to be about. So this is going to be a great tool. If every beginning of the year you're like, I know I, don't, I can't eat cake anymore and i got to go to the gym every day. And then by the middle of the month, you're just like, I can't do this. Next year, I'll try again. This, this, will, give you, this will open up your mind to new things and new, new ideas for the new year. And I believe that God is going to use gratitude to make you great because you can't be great without gratitude. You really can't. It takes gratitude for you to get to greatness. And I believe God wants every single one of us to get to greatness. All right? You receive it? Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to call the worship team. We're going to close.